Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guide books. He said, I'm not a great guy, and you shouldn't want to date me. And then he, you know, through the magic of the internet, MySpace, I um, found out that he was dating someone else. Are we recording right now? Oh, God. Yes, we are. (laughs) Great. So the trauma can be for everyone to know about. I think it's important that people understand we've experienced (laughs) Um, (laughs) trauma. That's like that quote, my whole life is thunder. My whole life is my trauma. My whole life is trauma. Mm-hmm. No. Um, woof. Okay, wait. So this was early on in your dating experience, and you met him through MySpace? Yes, we met through MySpace. And so did you have like... I'm a, old, folks. <laughs> did you have like a similar sort of like... I forget how it ...song happens. or something I like mean, at the top I mean, I feel the like page? there were like maybe top eight relationships that correlated. <laughs> oh, there was some crossover. Gosh, top eight. Some mutual... What? Top eight. Top eight was like cutthroat. Was um, like... I remember in college, <laughs> someone came in pissed off one day. His name, we'll say that his name was Danny because it was. <laughs> and um, Danny <laughs> was gone. upset because he had gotten moved down a notch in oh. Susan's top eight. Wow. I know. This sounds like it's the beginning of a math problem. (laughs) 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 A word problem. Danny was upset because he got moved down three notches in Susan's top eight. (laughs) Elizabeth was number three. Danny was number two on Tuesday. But then a change happened on Wednesday. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Mm-hmm. The days of the internet gone by. I know. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about um, record early and record often. Yeah. It's very early in the morning for us. Mm-hmm. and we're, we got plans today. We got plans. To, well, there's a reason we're recording this early. We don't often record this early. But you and I both at this moment in time, like in our schedules. Have no time. So for the record, we are, I feel like we're one of the only podcasts that still like records together like we're actually for the most part for now (laughs) (laughs) always in the same room right and it's been like that since we've 
started this. Since pandemic months. Yes. Yeah. I mean, in pandemic months, we did record remotely, but mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of podcasts record remotely. Mm-hmm. I mean, beauty of technology, yep. it, you know, that's able to happen, but we just prefer to record in the same room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we are both stacked. Stacked right now. You're like, what, what have you got going on? Well, aside from, you know, being a teacher in the decline of the American education system, there, there it is. is. I'm also doing my yoga teacher training and will be certified at the end of April. So that's a lot of work. And then also it's musical time. <laughs> so I'm working like 11 or 12 hour days on my feet because I teach mm-hmm. and then I paint scenery for like three or four hours after that. Yeah. Because I love just standing all day. <laughs> it's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not tired at all. And what about you? Well, I've got quite a bit going on right now. I mean, in addition to my nine to five, I am also directing a what is quickly becoming a very large, enormous production of a play at the college down the road from me. Mm-hmm. And I'm thrilled about it. It's going great. Mm-hmm. It's going wonderfully. And um, it's a play I've wanted to direct for a long time. And it just ended up working out that like we could make the schedule work and like it worked with students hours and my hours and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also working on another production with another company. Um, and then um, next week, I'm I'm also an actor in a reading of a new musical. So it's like a lot of learning and a lot of mm-hmm. preparation mm-hmm. and a lot of rehearsal. So it's basically like my, my days right now are like I do my nine to five job and then all of my evenings are just rehearsing something. Right. And you know what I'm talking about. I do. Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh, you're doing a yoga teacher program for a whole year and you're going to lose your Sundays. I don't know about that. And then you were like, hey, I think I'm going to do these three things overlapping all at once. Yeah. Because when you're a VIP, you don't need VIP tickets. <laughs> <laughs> wait, you can either... Wait, what was my... We saw a comedy show last night and the VIPs went in first. And this was the joke we made. Mm-hmm. We were like... Um, you don't need VIP You don't have to buy VIP. When you're already a VIP. No, it was like... It, you don't have to buy VIP when you can live VIP. Mm-mm, it wasn't that, but I think we we got there. No, we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded better. You the don't way have to I buy VIP no. when you can be VIP. Mm-mm. No, we re- we agreed it was your Real Housewives uh, tagline. Yeah, it though. was my mm-hmm. Real Housewives of of Jersey tagline, <laughs> Middlesex County, <laughs> right? <laughs> Looking for adventure, I want to follow on the trail Or get a little lost and let the wind fill my sails Get up when the stars still fill the sky, don't wake the sun There's so much to be done, and the day has just begun Go where the postcards are real, you can feel You can open your eyes, and open your heart when you gain at the National Park At the National Park At the National Park Follow you, I'll follow you We would like to acknowledge that while visiting and hiking the land also known as Badlands National Park, 
that we were on the traditional and stolen land of the Cheyenne, Ocheti, Shikoan, and the Minikoshu people. Alrighty. So, Badlands. <laughs> yes. Next. Uh, I feel like I could do the whole Bruce Springsteen, you know, wind up here for that. Those yeah. are things you know, and yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. This was my straight New Jersey upbringing. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Some what would be your, just would be your musical hetero equivalent of the South? Stevie Ray Vaughan. There we go. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, things I know nothing about. There we go. Oh, he's great. Okay. And very, very blues. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, we are headed to Badlands now for the next set of our episode suites because we just came from a Badlands type park and we figured, why not keep that energy Let's flowing? keep the energy flowing mm-hmm. of, of the Badlands. Mm-hmm. So, in the grand scheme of our park visits in the summer of 2021, this was our sixth park that we went to. So we'd already been to Indiana Dunes, Theodore Roosevelt, Glacier, Yellowstone, and Grand Tetons, and we left Tetons to head to Badlands. So this was a nine-hour drive that we took pretty early from the lodge where we were staying in Mm -hmm. Grand Tetons. The Teton Teepee. (laughs) Yeah, that was a wonderful place to Mm -hmm. stay. Go listen to the Grand Tetons episode to hear all about that, which it did require us to have to like go over the Teton Pass over and over again, which is quite a drive. Mm -hmm. It was our assumption that this drive was only going to take about eight hours, but it was more like, it was closer to 10 with stops and, and the like. Mm-hmm. That's bathroom cues. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Add a flushing toilet in here. <laughs> That's right. Oh, maybe I can. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was essentially a drive all the way east across Wyoming on a southeasterly slant on Highway U.S. Highway 26 before we hit Oren, Wyoming, and that pivoted us northeast, which took us into South Dakota via U.S. Highway 18. So this route took us through Rapid City, South Dakota. But as we were approaching Rapid City, there was like an intense thunderstorm that was like totally wild. I think you were driving. I was driving and it was, I was, I'm not going to lie, like not... I don't love... I think our phones alerted us that there was weather, mm-hmm. which is like, oh, I'm not used... I'm used to, like, amber alerts in the morning, like, which isn't great, but, like, no. it, that's where I'm used to, like, an alert sound. Like, right. um, this was, like, it's severe weather is coming. <laughs> I do have some trauma about being a child and mm-hmm. seeing, like, really awful weather in the distance. Mm-hmm. And, like... You told me many stories of mm-hmm. this. I did. Specifically on a boat. <laughs> on a boat. There was a lot of water spouts. And then, and my dad was like, no, it's fine. We'll be all right. And then we, <laughs> I was like, no, we will not. <laughs> um, so just by the way, this is an episode about trauma. There's just <laughs> underlaid trauma throughout right. it. It's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's seeping into everything. Mm-hmm. So um, no, the clouds were very ominous and dark. And I was like, I do not know what to expect here, like in the middle of this, prairie like we're about to enter into like a prairie rainstorm Mm -hmm. right and i or a thunderstorm Mm -hmm. and i was like i do not know what to expect i've never experienced this i've never been in that little house in the prairie you've just been sarah plain and tall your whole life no Mm -hmm. so we were checking the weather as we were driving which was me and obviously i am because this is my life we were on thunder just bringing that back this season yes but it was so intense that we basically had to pull off into the medium to shelter. And there were a lot of other cars that were doing this. This was like our windshield wipers could not keep up fast enough with how 
intense the rain was. So it was right. like, hey, there's a pull off here in the medium. Let's pull off the here. median. Median, sorry. <laughs> Not in the medium. No. We went and like checked in with our dead relatives yeah, exactly. in the middle of the thunderstorm. The median, sorry. I think I've always said medium, honestly. Nope, it's yeah. the median. <laughs> well, great. <laughs> Just a, <laughs> correcting my language. Um, this is my speech impediment trauma. <laughs> I really did have a speech problem as a kid, so um, I can say that. (laughs) We basically just didn't know what we were doing. So we're like, okay, let's follow the lead of these other cars that are obviously from this area and pull off. Since the storm was continuing to move east, uh, we didn't really want to continue along Highway 44 towards the Badlands KOA where we were going to be staying. So we basically just found fast food dinner. Right. And I'm pretty sure it was a Taco John's, which... Yeah. By the way, Taco Taco Bell, clearly the superior fast food in that matchup. Oh, I'm sure there are people who will come for us. Oh, I'm sure. Sorry about your Taco John. That's like people who are like, I love Papa John's. And I'm like, get out out of here with your cardboard pizza. No, thank you. Mm -mm, Not great. No. No. I mean, I've always been a Pizza Hut thin crust girl. Honey, I know. You like, you rep for them. (laughs) Basically. (laughs) You have a cheerleading outfit specifically (laughs) made. For thin crust. For thin crust. lovers. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) After finding food, we did just like sit in the car and do trivia while we like just waited for the storm to pass on. Yeah, seemingly pass, pass Badlands. We were checking the Doppler radar. The Doppler. The Doppler in the medium. (laughs) When we continued on, essentially we made it to a town called interior wyoming which was small and like if you blinked uh as you were driving through it you'd miss it and we continued on highway 44 so as we were driving suddenly above us there was a rainbow a huge enormous like full arc rainbow meanwhile we can see badland like the park is essentially to our left at this point we're seeing like badlandy formations to the left and it's just fields to the right Mm -hmm. and then across the sky is just this enormous rainbow and it was like well look they knew the queens were coming Mm -hmm. and that now the queens are welcome i mean we would hope and in my narrator voice the queens were indeed not welcome (laughs) (laughs) i think i need to go deeper though for that we took a minute to turn off some radiators, everybody. So now it's like uh, you don't hear that hissing in the background mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. So the queers were indeed not welcome. Mm-hmm. There it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. For the record, this is not like uh, foreshadowing to experiencing homophobia because no. we didn't hear in our experience in Badlands, thankfully. But uh, it does sound like it would be a setup for something like that. Sounds like trauma. (laughs) (laughs) Right, exactly. (laughs) This episode is sponsored by trauma. (laughs) So we arrive at the KOA and folks, we are literally in the middle of nothing and nothing. Really though? Um, We thought our time in North Dakota was a definition of sparse population. Well, we had definitely discovered another level. That being said, this KOA that we were at was bumping. It was oh my god, packed. full of people, full uh-huh. of people. We're like, oh damn, this might bode unfortunately for us in the park if it's this packed right here. Because literally, we were ten minutes from the entrance of the park. Like right. this is the closest I think we may have ever stayed to a park entrance. Mm, I think Rocky Mountain was pretty close. Well, for the Grand, from Lake, the Grand side. Lake side, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, we did upgrade ourselves to a wagon wheel campsite, mm-hmm. which 
basically kind of had like a partial shelter. It was kind of shaped like a pie wedge and um, the tent could be set up on like the largest part of the pie wedge. It also um, came with like a... Like a like, sink. Like a sink and a counter, like a, a wooden table. table. And yeah. Like, yeah, a picnic table. So it was like, it had some spots to place stuff. Yeah. And like it had some shelves underneath yeah. the table. So it was great. Yeah. we yeah. Were, I mean, we it was literally a wheel. So we were with like six other people in the different parts of the spokes. So like right. you were kind of on top. There was like partition walls for part of it. Well, I mean, it was sort of yeah. like a fence. Yeah. It was like a, what kind of wall do you have in your house? Pallet like wood, a pallet wood, 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 wood yeah. wall, like mm-hmm, fence. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Prior to staying in the Grand Teton Lodge that we were in, we had been camping in Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. And then we gave ourselves a break and we stayed in the ski lodge. And that was such a good plan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were back to camping again here in Badlands. This was sort of our alternation throughout the trip. Right. So Dusty went to set everything up at the camp store and finished checking in. And I started to set up the tent. He basically quickly came back and we had a set up in the rain because yeah. um, it was still kind of like drizzly. And it was really nice to see rain on this trip, considering that this was only the second time we got any. We had that like thunderstorm that mm-hmm. passed through in Glacier. And then otherwise, was this was like, I think we had rain one more time and it was when we were approaching Delaware at the end of our trip five weeks it wasn't really late by the time we had set up anything but we it was dark i think so it must have been kind of late because it was still summer um but we just kind of collapsed from the drive and we knew we had to be up early um Mm -hmm. because we wanted to get to the park early squirrely yeah now the campsite and every koa has like a quiet time hour like Mm -hmm. it it's usually around 10 p.m meaning like everyone is quiet because everyone's trying to sleep And it's a campsite, so you can hear everything, so everybody's got to be quiet. I think the time, yeah, I think it was 10 p.m. at this KOA. And um, so we're both, I think we had both tried to, like, watch a movie on a phone, and then we were, like, headed to sleep. Yeah. And then, wow, it was like, uh, there was a giant party happening, maybe two or three campsites away, Mm -hmm. like, from where we were sitting. And it was like... It, they were not quiet. No. Not I had quiet. put earplugs in because I think when I was sleeping outside, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do this um, just for my own sort of keep it. I think I did it the whole trip. So I yeah. had my earplugs in and I slept fine. Like, but I don't think you had them at I that point. I didn't have earplugs at that moment. Things to bring next time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So when I woke up in the morning and I was like, how did you sleep? And the answer from Dusty is always wonderfully. Uh And this is not my sleep journey. He was like, I slept fine. I was like, oh. (laughs) It was not great. Mm -hmm. It was not great. It was very, very loud. And like, it was very disruptive. Mm -hmm. Um, This would come back later. Mm -hmm. So again, the rarity of my better sleep over Dusty is like, you know, the stars have to align for that to happen. (laughs) Right. But we did get ourselves up and got ready to head to the park. But being the smart little girls that we are, we packed everything up that we needed to the night before so we could just throw everything in the car. Again, we're at a campsite. We're trying to be considerate, unlike some of our neighbors. So we get into the car and we knew that we wanted to try to get there early to hike because we were gonna basically be spending just this day in badlands and we knew that it was probably gonna be hot yes 
So we drove down the road. It was literally down the road. Mm -hmm. It was like pull out of the campsite, turn right, drive down the road, maybe three minutes. Yeah. And then like turn left. And we're basically there. Mm -hmm. We arrive at the entrance station. What were your impressions upon like the driving in? Well, I felt like the landscape specifically, like the bad landy sort of formations felt a little like Bryce and in some ways a little capital reefy mm-hmm. um, there was a strong Utah vibe without it being Utah it definitely had that feel there was also really a lot of prairie and grassland so it was a very odd mix because Teddy Roosevelt having been Badlands in our timeline of obviously recording the show we just were there but in our timeline of this trip that was like the first week and this was like week three approaching yeah like week three approaching week four probably Mm. and so it felt very different from teddy roosevelt what about you it's the coolest thing like like driving up and then seeing all of these badlands just here like it's a natural formation that is wild and so I'm really glad there's an opportunity to get up close via the park. And so the entrance was, yeah, it felt a lot like Capitol Reef for me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We got a map from the ranger at the booth at the entrance station. And we quickly, very quickly realized that Badlands is not a big hiking park. (laughs) No, it's more of a driving and a looking and a getting out and Mm -hmm, taking in park. mm -hmm. And, you know, having done like two weeks of intense hiking and... Glacier, Yellowstone, and Tetons, we're like, okay, well, maybe this isn't the worst thing in the world for this to be sort of like a little bit of a a respite um, today. Yeah. Our first stop after we had gone through the entrance station was the Cliff Shelf Nature Trail. This trail is the first pull-off available after going through the interior entrance station. The parking lot is off to the right, and it's fairly big. At that time, we were sort of the only car around, In this moment in the day, the sun was low. There's a decent overlook into the distance that just goes for like miles and miles with weird Badland type mountains in the distance. This trail specifically is short. It was still very early and it was a nature trail. So we agreed that it would be fun to do a light hike to start the day off. So we um, decided to do it and we carried very little with us and we just kept our sneakers on. The trail kind of starts on a gravelly path path that takes us towards some of the badland formations and through some low grassland and eventually juniper shrubs. There is, this is the second time that we had experienced rabbits on the trail. Um, there is a rabbit on the path early on and we definitely startled it. It just trotted itself away. It hopped itself away, trotted. Was it a horse? We followed um, it into mm-hmm. a rabbit hole mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then we took two pills. And then there was trauma. <laughs> that made us smaller. <laughs> and that right. book is about trauma. <laughs> I mean... Um, or, but or an acid trip. After the gravel path, it turns to boardwalk pretty immediately. It's not long before the boardwalk turns into like a series of longer runs with steps that sort of take us adjacent to the outcroppings that were ahead of us at the beginning. We get much closer to these outcroppings and cliffs, and we notice as we were walking that there are people up pretty high, and we were really curious if that was the trail, if this trail was going to bring us up there to where they were. And by the looks of the map, probably not. 
but we let our curiosity guide us. This trail definitely has more uphill than we expected, as the trail itself turns back to gravel after the boardwalk and leads us through some trees and eventually up some log steps in the earth. So just like kind of steps across the um, the uphill to probably prevent washout and also help um, to kind of give you a little bit more grippability with your boots as you're heading up. When we kind of crest on the trail, um, which isn't much longer after we're at the top of that hill, we can tell the rest of what we're doing, considering that we were uphill for most of the time, was just going to basically be downhill towards the parking lot and essentially through more grassland. As we were walking, we definitely saw a sign that said, beware rattlesnakes. How did that make you feel? Well, um, (laughs) in that moment, I mean, snakes are not my favorite, Mm -hmm. as we know, Mm -hmm. right? I have said, like, I think I'd prefer a snake to a cockroach, though I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I know what to do with a cockroach. I don't know that I know what to do with a snake other than run away. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And then I feel like I'm just going to be chased. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So I will say this. That's your trauma. (laughs) The only sort of comfort that there was when it came to knowing that there were rattlesnakes was that I was like, at least... I would be able to hear if they're nearby. Mm-hmm. With other snakes, that's not the case. Mm-hmm. As we would find out later in Great Smoky Mountains National Park the same summer, though we're going to have to wait a little while for those episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, DM us if you want the deets <laughs> on the snakes and Great Smokies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We continued on the trail and it brought us back around to the car and then we buckled up for our next set of trails which would cross our path. Or whose paths we would cross. And with that, let's take our first break. We're playing One House to Go. And like we say with all of our games, it's been a while since we've played this one. (laughs) But I really do think it has been. Yep. And that's the other thing we always say. (laughs) (laughs) It's because the trauma. (laughs) Okay, great. So, all right, One House to Go. Great. All right. We give a, a, a list of three, but... One has to go, and you have to tell us why. Mm-hmm. So, Mike, here we go. I was inspired by um, the dinner that we had on this episode. Oh, okay. So here we go. One has to go. Taco Bell, mm-hmm. Chipotle, Ruby Tuesday's Salad Bar. Oh, interesting. Not the same categories, mm-hmm. but they're all together here. Well, I mean, they're, Chipotle's the odd man out in the sense that that's not a... A typical frequenting restaurant that we I mean, do on trail I mean, trips. I think it's probably it's probably Chipotle because I will like give me all the tacos from Taco Bell. It's trashy but delicious. And um, God, my mouth is watering. It's like nine o'clock, and I'm like, I could eat a Taco Bell taco right now. Mm. And um, yeah, Ruby Tuesdays ain't going nowhere. Okay, she's gonna be feeding me salad till the end of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. With those little black croutons there and those little sesame seeds, sprinkle those, them um, all on top. They're they're um, pumpernickel. I mean, well, that's why I love them because they're pumpernickel. All right. One has to go, dearest. Wait, hold on. To answer that question, I think I would also. Oh, sorry. No, I think I would. I think I'd say Taco Bell. Oh, well, well. I don't know that I need Taco Bell. That's fair. Anyway. Okay. Well, one has. Honestly, here's the thing. I choose I <laughs> choose my favorite places to eat based on how good the chips are. Mm. And Chipotle sorry, does have Chipotle good chips. has superior chips to Taco yeah. Bell all day every Taco day. Bell have, they have nachos, I guess. But you can't just order a side you of can chips. Or, can yes, you? you can. Chips oh. and cheese, girl. Well, I would I order them would and not eat the cheese. Because oh. it was like, you Plastic. know, ballpark cheese. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. One has to go for you. Okay, I'm ready. The Container Store, Home Goods. I'm sorry, not Home Goods. The Container Store, World Market, and Ikea. 
Oh, this is too... Oh, okay, this is very hard. Yes, I know. Okay, so the Container Store, World Market, and Ikea. Okay. I'm so sorry, but I have to let Ikea go. I figured that would be your um, answer. Because I love Ikea, and mm-hmm. I have many things from there, but no. Mm-hmm. No, um, I could not do that to World Market. <laughs> she and I have been through a lot together. Mm-hmm. And the same with the Container Store. Mm-hmm. No, literally, like, I mean, there was a world market in a container store right next door to each other, only 15 minutes from my house. And um, I, during pandemic, I'd say pandemic act two, when like we could venture out again, mm-hmm. but everybody was masked, masked and you could be inside places. But, you know, um, I was there easily three times a week, not necessarily buying anything anytime. It was just like my outing. I would mm-hmm. just go there to, I'd finish work and be like, I have to do something. Do you know what it is to make an entire day of <laughs> bringing laundry? <laughs> of picking up dry, the dry cleaning. cleaning. There you go. Notes on a scandal. Mm-hmm. I think for me, since I've never been there and I hate organization, <laughs> it would be the container store. Wait, you've never been to the container I've store? I've never been to the container store. Okay, well, we're going to change this yeah. and then you're going to change your mind. Mm-hmm. I will say this. It's not cheap. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. But we're but you're investing in good product. <laughs> and you you are cuz you're a cheap girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, we're not going to lie, the next section of trails while they are short are sort of the main sets of trails that visitors can come to Badlands mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. And again, this park does have some longer trails which we will definitely jump on while we're here, but as far as like terminal views and wow factor, the window, the door, the notch trail are sort of the bread and butter of hiking in this park. The nice thing about these trails is that they're short and that some of them are pretty accessible with sections of boardwalk. Another nice thing is that these trails, even the longer castle trail, which we'll talk about later, all leave from the very same parking lot area, which is a long curved roadway basically in its own right. So we park in this parking area and we gear up and it's around 8 a.m. at this point. And knowing how high the sun is already, we just lean in and put on all of the sunblock and drink a lot of water to prepare. We decided that we were going to hike the window and door trails first as they're shorter and then come back and tackle the notch trail. There is this inner weave of boardwalks here that take us out to the window trail. And as we're walking out, we definitely spot a shirt that says Faith Family Flag Freedom with, you know, it's the four Fs, you know, <laughs> except for the other one that I don't give. No, exactly. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. And um, we uh, we definitely had a moment of gay panic. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's a very strange ex- experience to sort of like be out in a national park space and see that. And it's like, yeah, of course, people can express whatever they want on their mm-hmm. T-shirts. Um, but yes. There's definitely like, you know, uh, the 45 years do um, certainly give me pause. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it gives me pause when I see Mm -hmm. uh, like that shirt probably wouldn't have given me any feeling like 12 years ago. Sure. But not now. Now trauma. Gay panic. (laughs) Right. So the window trail is incredibly incredibly short in kind of like a laughable way but it's also accessible and we get to see very cool rock formations of this area as we walk out essentially the trail dead ends it brings us to this viewing area that sort of feels like we're peering into bryce canyon just at a much lower vantage point there were a few folks out here taking in the view as well but 
this window trail basically gives us a view right into the door hiking trail area. Mm-hmm. After hanging out here for a bit, we about face and we make our way back through the window trail and along the boardwalk back to the concrete of the sidewalk that is adjacent to the parking lot. This is where we saw something truly wild. And I think this may have been one of those core birding moment memories for you, um, which like you probably were like, I think I'm a birder now. Um, So there is the shelter that's on the parking lot, like right at the edge of it. And underneath the outer eaves and on the inside, there are tons of bird's nests. And they are clearly made from earth, um, so much so that they look like these giant wasp nests, but they are indeed bird's nests. And uh, at the time, I wouldn't have been able to identify this, but now with research, um, these are um, these nests, which were created from clay and earth and badland uh, dirt, were made by cliff swallows. Mm-hmm. Yep. Good old cliff swallows. Good old cliff swallows. Mm-hmm. Speaking of birds for a second, in Badlands, it is also possible to see prairie falcons and golden eagles, as well as like cedar waxwings, black capped chickadees, which I mean, frankly, you can see almost anywhere, black billed magpies. And then also there are some like non native rock pigeons, mm. which are like the pigeons that we see all the time here in cities. In cities, right. I mean, there's also things like horned larks that you can see and red-winged blackbirds, certainly. You know, that's a very common bird most everywhere, but especially in prairies. And then also killdeer. And then you may also spot a ferruginous hawk or a short-eared owl. Or if you're like me, you're lucky that you get to travel with a short-eared owl. Mm-hmm. Ha ha. <laughs> After walking past the spectacle, and I'm talking about you, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) um, we made our way to the other end of the parking lot for the door trail. This trail also starts on a boardwalk and takes us out along the edge of a bad land kind of mound or outcropping. As we're walking, we're watching these people eyeball a bunch of things just off the boardwalk. And we come to find out later that they were looking for fossils. And there's definitely more to come on this in a later episode. So the boardwalk kind of winds us around in between this pass or door and then eventually drops us off into this barren patch of earth, which, and this is really like where things get interesting. So the trailhead post at the beginning gives us some fair warning about this, this, that this is sort of a wilderness area, but in a way that is guided. There were a bunch of yellow posts in this section that were numbered and that we basically follow out and follow back in because once we leave the boardwalk, everything looks the same. And so without these in sight or without keeping up with these, it could be very easy to get lost and to get into a lot of trouble. The other thing is that they make it very clear in Badlands that it is okay to climb and walk all over the mountains. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, this a, is something we saw when we were walking, like from one end of the parking lot to the other, and we're like, I don't think people should be doing that. That was then, something we didn't know at the time. But yeah. there are tons of signage that says like it is okay to go off mm-hmm. trail here. Mm-hmm. It's okay to go up on mounds. Like you're not 
damaging any um, ecosystems or anything like that by doing that. Personally, I loved this trail because it activates my escape room mirror maze haunted house part of my brain. And so there's mental math that has to happen. And so it's fun. Like there's like a, okay, we have to go here to this post and then turn here. Um, so it feels a little bit more adventure This trailhead, you know, when we were originally at the parking lot where we got all the information about the trail at the trailhead, it told us to basically be prepared that this was going to take an hour to hike and that you should have plenty of water and that the trail is very rough and exposed. So I loved this trail. Mm -hmm. I loved doing this. This was an absolute blast. And I felt like it was a way to actually like engage with the Badlands directly. The landscape felt almost imaginary in some ways and in other ways it felt like drip sand castles that had hardened into stone it's very barren um out here and there are these large sort of canyons and chasms that you can get up close to and in some cases depending on how wide across they are you actually have to cross them it's kind of this odd spectacular wonderland which is really great but also incredibly short it's only 800 meters which is about a half mile And I was like, oh my God, I could keep hiking this. It would be great. But what we ended up finding in Badlands is that these intensely intricate and interesting trails were often very short-lived. So much so that eventually, like, we came to a very large end-of-trail sign, which was clearly marked and meant that it was time to turn around. Okay, so we definitely played photo shoot here in this moment. Mm -hmm. Um, We we took a lot of pictures, and there were also other people there who took photos for us, Mm -hmm. or took pictures for us. We took pictures through them. I'm I'm gonna continue to say this that um I want everyone who is out there listening to just take a moment to accept the fact that the photos that other people take of you are never flattering and they never look great ever. So um, unless they're a professional photographer who understands angles and who understands like how to photograph people from a you know angles that are flattering, like they're just always going to be bad. We definitely have some of these, and mm-hmm. it's like we both looked at them and we went, mm-hmm, "Yeah, no, these thanks are so much, thanks so much." <laughs> God, we're gonna now we're gonna go, you know, sit with letting go of our own judgment. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the end of this, you know, trail looking into the distance is just this expanse. It's like a canyony gorge, and we really took the time here to enjoy before we turned around and followed those yellow posts back to safety. And with that, let's take our second break. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage. Dora Windows. Dora Windows. Mm-hmm. Come to life based off of these trails. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She I is. feel like she has an act with a door. And like, like okay. she passes through a door and there's like a quick change that happens. Does she sing knock three times? <laughs> oh, I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, it's on the ceiling and on the pipe, but not right. the door. But I mean, it's I feel fine. like we can we can work with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She could also do knock on wood. Mm-hmm. Oh, she could do knock on wood. All yeah. the door knocking songs. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's some doors happening here. I feel like she's quick change artist that Do you uses feel like the it's, door in um, her act. Like kind of like slapsticky, like in that there are lots of doors on stage and like things are happening. Oh yeah, I totally like see that. People are coming out. Um, or like, like there's a, farce. a there's a double of her. Ooh, you know, it's a twin act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, two mm-hmm. people bring mm-hmm. Dora windows mm-hmm. to life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like a magic show. Yeah. 
It's like a magic show. Dora Windows is like a, a drag magician. <laughs> a dragician. <laughs> a dragician. A dragician. <laughs> the traditional dragitional. <laughs> Who by day is an esthetician. Mm. Specializing in sensitive skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this works very well. So knock on wood and knock three times. She's got multiple doors. There's quick changing happening. So mm-hmm. outfits just drop away behind those doors. Someone's there to collect them. Yeah. Um, I feel like her merch is like a deck of cards with her face on one side. Oh, why? That's interesting. Oh, because we're leaning into the magic. Yeah. I feel like she's got keychain, um, like little, uh, you know, things. <laughs> keychain things? Keychain things. Um, you know, like a keychain, like dongle. Help me out here. I can't think I'm of the not, word. I'm not. I'm letting you figure Jesus it out. Jesus Christ. Um, it's like, is it a piece of, often. <laughs> often. is it a technology on the keychain? Is that what you're trying to No, about? I guess it's just a keychain is what I'm saying. Like, it's, okay. It's like, like an like enamel a, pin keychain. Sure. Or like a hotel, like keychain, like, um, with like a decal on it. And so you okay. can put your keys on it. Oh, okay. Like that's part of her merch. You just let me flounder there. You loved I did. it. You loved every moment. I did. I love watching your struggle. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Yep. No, I'm just going to let you... For 10 years of friendship. (laughs) (laughs) So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Dora Windows. Okay, so the Notch Trail is the last trail that we get to do on this side of the parking lot. It's also the longest on this side of the parking lot. And um, arriving at the trail is not like the delicious boardwalks of all the other trails. This is more of a rough trail. And um, it definitely was not as accessible as the previous three had been. Um, The sign that greets you tells you that it is a, quote, rough trail and to wear sturdy boots, end quote. There are some remnants of the intense rain that we had experienced the night before because there's some pretty big puddles right at the beginning here in low areas. But for the most part, the trail is pretty dry, like your sense of humor. Okay, Mm -hmm. there it is. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. And this is where we start to really feel the heat. It was like, oh God, hot damn, it's hot. It got hot fast Mm -hmm. on this day. And yeah, we were like, okay, well, this is how today is going to be. I definitely felt like, okay, what's great is that at least there were quite a few places to fill up water bladders, at least like at the visitor center, which wasn't too far away. Mm -mm. And so I was like, if I run out of water, I can just get more. You know what I mean? Like, because I was throwing the water back Mm -hmm. a lot. As you often do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we also were old pros at, you know, knowing what heat exhaustion looks like and... um, And what to do. And what to do, which is just, you know, dump water on you like the wicked witch that you are. (laughs) That's right. And then watch me melt. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Watch you flounder now. Let's talk about what you were hoping for out of this trail. I mean... I was hoping for adventure. Mm-hmm. Are you looking for adventure? Going to follow, follow along the trail. trail. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I was hoping for that too. Mm-hmm. We start this trail and it starts in a lower grassland section before we sort of like disappear into this mountainous pass that slowly envelops us on each side. And there's some shade here because we were at the low angle and the sun was still, it was still the morning, but it was still, it was getting warmer. But, Eventually, we, you know, are mostly in sun. 
Yeah, I mean, I felt like this was already pretty cool just because it was very different from the other trails that we have done at this point in the park. And it did feel like we were sort of surrounded on all sides. So I was like, okay, well, this is the landscape's different here. It's a little bit more interesting what's going on already just by what we were able to encounter like very early in the trail. The landscape does open up a little bit after a while and we're surrounded again by walls of a cliff on either side of us so it's kind of like it undulates for a little bit Um, and as we're walking there are just a few people ahead of us when right in front of us uh, a bighorn sheep mama and baby cross the trail this is the kind of wildlife encounter that i want to have not with Mm -hmm. a bear but with like another majestic creature that like obviously we're not getting close to but it just sort of like happens like you couldn't plan it. So there is this kind of low cliff up to the right. And all of a sudden I stop because I see it. And there are a few people ahead of us who also like kind of freeze because this bighorn sheep is starting to trot down these cliff walls on the right with their baby and then eventually make it down Mm -hmm. right into the middle of the path before they cross over to the other side. And we all stood here for a good while, like watching what was happening and like really taking in the whole experience of it. Cause it's like, I feel like when we were seeing bighorns, when we'd seen them previously on this trip or even um, like mountain goats, like those were all very sort of like in the distance. People were very aware that they were there. Like there's a mountain, like we had come upon a crowd that had seen a mountain goat. This was like sort of very like naturally happened. And it was cool. It was like seeing those wild horses. It was. (laughs) This is that activated my part of, it was definitely like a, and then silence and just sort of waiting and Mm -hmm. watching. Mm -hmm. I know it was beautiful, Mm -hmm. beautiful, beautiful moment. This Canyon continues and winds us back through more and more of this landscape. And there's finally some more shade here, and we're all very grateful for it. So after walking for a bit, we come up to the notch part of the trail, which is a sloped ladder. Now, if you ever see photos of people hiking in Badlands, you've probably seen a photo of this ladder because people are posting photos of it Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Essentially, there is this wooden ladder with wide round planks that start at the ground level and they continue up the canyon wall to the top becoming more vertical as it goes and so while one might walk on the top of the ladder to start then you eventually do have to climb it and um so yes how did that make you feel i was excited Mm -hmm. this wasn't a heights issue for me Mm -hmm. certainly i just thought this was this was fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it felt like oh okay, well here's this is it, this is happening, it's mm-hmm. happening. We're gonna let it happen. It's a jungle gym. I'm excited. Like right. I mean, this was like okay, the part of me that oh. has always wanted to do a ropes course, mm-hmm. which I've never done, and mm-hmm. I guess I need to just figure out a, mm-hmm. where to do it and how to do it. Felt activated here. Mm-hmm. So I decided that I was gonna go up first and sort of beta test this for you because basically we were with a group of people all at the same time like we'd come to the ladder and they were there there was like two people waiting too and someone had just climbed up and we're like oh do you are you going and they're like no 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 we're waiting so like go ahead like you're more than welcome to go ahead of us and i was like okay great so i took my turn and it's very interesting because the ladder is it's just kind of like a 
it's a it is it's like a curved slope the ladder comes all the way sort of out to where the trail ends which is kind of flat and then you have to kind of you just walk along or above the ladder until eventually you start to get the curve of the wall and then you just have to kind of deal with climbing and it's really not bad i mean there is some height involved but i didn't think it was too bad i was curious what coming down later was going to be like how was the experience for you i enjoyed it i was like great let's do this I mean, it certainly was new, but I thought it was fun. So when we get up to the top, we had a great view of the rest of the canyon that we had just hiked through. And then we were right along the edge of the canyon rim up here that we were able to, we were going to continue walking along. It definitely felt like, again, like up here, there was going to be a little bit more like adventure, like jumping on things and like you were going to have to climb over things. It wasn't just like this very straightforward sort of trail, like that was just flat to the ground, like sort of like the first part of it. I'm like, oh, okay, this is happening. It's happening. It's going to be like Devil's Garden. And, you know, I always hold mm-hmm. my standard is that trail. That's for one me. of your favorite trails. It is ever. absolutely one of my favorite trails ever. That is the trail in Arches. Mm-hmm. My excitement level is activated. Okay, so now we are in the sun and there's a lot of smooth white and dusty rock up here. We're traversing along the edge of the canyon that we didn't have access to below. Looking back a little further up the trail gave us a better view of the ladders and um, the stretch of the early part of the trail. So we were able to do that as we you know, were hiking along and could turn around and see where we had just come from. Um, as we're hiking up here, there are... Similarly to what we experienced on the door trail, some poles up here to sort of mark the way. Because eventually what happens is the canyon that we were hiking along fades away and you still need to make your way out to a terminal point. So item, it's not, it's kind of bought your boxed in up here, but I'd imagine you could get confused as to where you were supposed to be walking and how you were supposed to be walking. Not how, but like the direction, I guess. Sure. Mm -hmm. It definitely had the Capitol Reef feel as we were hiking, kind of like the Cassidy Arch Trail in a way. There's a similar section to Cassidy Arch where you sort of like venture off and Mm -hmm. it sort of like kind of felt like this. Mm -hmm. But we continue to wind our way further and further out following the posts and the guides. We did get some pockets of shade here as we were hiking closer and closer to the end. And then all of a sudden we reach a viewpoint. And we look out and we realize that we are looking at the cliff shelf nature trail that we were just on and that we had just done at the very start of the day. And this was the part where we had seen those people up high. Yeah. We were now standing there. We were now those people. (laughs) We were were those people. We were those people. Mm -hmm. And how... Are you feeling disappointed? And why were you disappointed? Because I wanted more. No big deal. <laughs> <laughs> I want more. That's right. Um, I did. I was like, oh my God, you've whetted my interest now. And I am wet for this trail. I just was like, oh, this is it. Ugh. Like, this is what I'm talking about. I'm like, this trail, just like the door trail, was so fascinating. They're just like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like, I feel like... There's like so much like to dig into here and like I was jazzed and then all of a sudden it was like, no, done. And I'm like, okay, I guess so. There is. How did you feel about it? Because I definitely was feeling the sads. Well, I was based on just sort of where we were. I was like, I think this isn't very long and I don't think this is going to take us very far. Because I remember we got out to the end and you were like, wait, what? (laughs) 
this is it. This is the end. And I went, yeah, this mm-hmm. is as far as it goes. Oh, <laughs> you did your disappointed dad sound. Oh, gosh. It's like my if I was an action figure, oh. that would be one of the sounds. If you'd press my yeah, button, that's the sound. everybody. Oh. No, <laughs> right. <laughs> and there is like a, a dog picture. <laughs> There's a picture like a candid shot that I got of you. Like up there, you turned around and you were so disappointed. <laughs> we'll definitely share that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was um, that was the moment where we had to go. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about expectations mm-hmm. and let's talk about you know what like um, enjoying what it is versus not enjoying what it isn't. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um, with that, we sort of just started to ho hummedly, at least in my body make our way back <laughs> towards the notch ladder again and we see those people who had um who let us go up the notch ladder first i think they were like is it that far and we're like no <laughs> no it's just over no there. it's just over there and it doesn't take us that long because it's a short trail to reach the notch ladder again and this was sort of there was no one here and this sort of like we you went down first and you I remember climbed down backwards, but then got to a point where it was like, oh, actually, I'm just going to use this like stairs and like turned around and like walked your way down like stair mm-hmm. steps, which I, I felt like was a very smart way to go down. I wouldn't do it right away, like going down face out. Right, um, right. Like you had to like maneuver that turnaround too. Yes, I did. But it was fine. We winded our way back through the canyon as the steady flow of people were coming in because this is a very popular trail, hike early, hike often. And then when we got back through the canyon, we went back to the car and we figured out what our next move was. Let's put these on the Karen Stone scale. So I'm going to say one thing before we do. I feel like in guidebooks, these trails are often overhyped as far as what their difficulty level and length are. Um, and I felt like even on the signboard for the door trail, it was like, allow an hour for this. And I'm like, I don't think it took no, an hour. No. And I'm like, I get it. I understand it. We often have this conversation about like what a, I think what levels of hiking are and what the um, experience level is of a person. So I feel like they shoot towards the middle when they're writing guidebooks a lot of the times. And um, also when they're putting directions on signs for how long some things can take. But I felt like everything here that we read about was, this trail is going to take forever and it's going to be really hard. And like, I didn't think that was the case. I don't know if you'll know, but Mike has a second job as an announcer for Monster Truck Shows. (laughs) On Sunday, 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 in Badlands National Park, (laughs) (laughs) the Grim Reaper and Megatruck. Um, Let's talk about how, as a kid, I loved monster truck shows. And now you're gay. And now I'm gay. The correlation is undeniable. (laughs) That's how that goes. That's right. All Um, right. So Karen Stone. All right. So Mm -hmm. the cliff shelf nature loop. A three. Yep, that's what I was going to say, a three. Mm -hmm. So six out of 12, Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of up and down. It's not totally flat. Mm -hmm. So six out of 20. Mm -hmm. Okay, the window and door trails. Well, let's separate those. Okay, the window. Window, A one. A one, yeah. 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 Uh, The door trail, I think, is a little bit more of a challenge. So I would say like a three again, but it's a 
challenge in a different way from what the cliff shelf was. Yeah, I still I was, think it's a three. I was saying three. Yeah, as well. yeah. Okay, great. And then the notch trail. I also was saying three for this. <laughs> yeah, we could throw in a four. If yeah, we, because I think of the ladder. Yeah, but I'm also thinking about other things we've given a four, and I'm like, sure. I don't know. Yeah, but I think it's also situational in this park. Yeah. Okay. I feel so, like of the part of those trails that we did, this would be the four. Okay. But I don't think true. anything was a five on this side of the parking lot. No. Mm-mm. No. No. And so let's end this episode like we often do with some Jeopardy style trivia. All right. Why don't you get us started today, Mike? Great. I was inspired by <laughs> the window and door trail and the phrase, um, when God closes the door, he opens a window. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Um, it's from Saved. So, yeah, so you can jump out. <laughs> that's what, she, that's what um, Mary Louise Parker says. Uh, mm-hmm. This episode is when God closes a blank, he opens a blank. So I'm going to be talking about... It's sort of like our game Walk Run in that... Um, I'm going to give you a clue and you're going to have to, this entity has closed and this thing came after it because of it. So got it. when God closes a blank, he opens a blank for a hundred. When God closes a one of these chain video stores that we all used to hang out in the nineties, he opens one of these, a streaming service who used to once be cool about password sharing, but isn't anymore. What is when God closes a blockbuster, he opens a peacock. <laughs> <laughs> no. He opens the Netflix. Exactly. Mm-hmm. For 200, when God closes a one of these, a posh and popular clothing store for our female friends in the 90s, whose name was a girl's name and whose logo had varying upper and lowercase fonts with a splat as an asterisk, he opens one of these, a store that's filled the void, but whose name implies you may always be the legal drinking age in the United States. Oh, God, that's tough. Okay, when God closes a... Uh... Maybe this should have been the Okay, contract. hold on, hold on. When God closes the Gadzooks, he opens the Forever 21. Well, you got the second part, right? Okay, when God <laughs> closes the... Hold it's a on. girl's name. Um, Joyce Leslie. <laughs> Joyce Leslie. <laughs> that is a store. I know it is. It's funny. I haven't thought of it in a while. <laughs> jo- no, what well, is that? What is Adelia's? When God oh, closes Adelia's, he opens a Forever 21. Adelia's. Mm-hmm. I hope y'all out there got that. I did not. Okay, great. Um, yeah, varying fonts splat as an asterisk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> great. Um, for 300 when God closes a one of these, an offshoot of a popular toy store that sold discount clothing that sort of adopted the name of the toy store. He opens one of these, a store that does much of the same, but whose name sounds like you're going to work out, but it's going to be a loud bump and party. I have no idea. Oh, okay. When God closes a Kids R Us, he opens a Gymboree. Oh, Kids R Us. Mm-hmm. I think the discount clothing threw me off. Mm. Well, I was, it is. It is discounted. I know, but I, I guess I was thinking like secondhand. No. Okay. I should have put these later, and I'm sorry. That's okay. For 400, but maybe it's two. (laughs) When God closes one of these, a store where cheap shoes was the game. In fact, it was literally in its name. He opens one of these, a store who's elevated the game of discount shoes, but whose name could mean anything from dancing swans waltzing to diabolical secretaries whining, since it's just an acronym. What is... 
When God closes a shoe station, he opens a DSW. Oh, a shoe station. I don't know what that is. Oh, that was in the South. Oh. We had shoe station. What is when God closes a Payless shoes? Oh, Payless yes. shoes. Discounted okay. shoes, cheap shoes, literally in the name. He opens a DSW. Got it. Yeah. All right. And for 500. I hope everybody out there like smiled when you heard shoe station <laughs> for 500 when god closes a one of these a home decor store that sounds like you could probably find it by the docks he opens up a one of these a european import mega store where you can get anything even a meal what is when god closes a world market he opens an ikea Something you could find by the docks. The docks. When God closes a Pier 1. Pier 1. <laughs> he opens, opens an, an Ikea. Ikea. Pier 1. Mm-hmm. God, they're not here with us anymore. They are not. No. No. Good night, girl. Good night, girl, indeed. And that's when God closes a blank, he opens a blank. So you can Great. jump out of it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. I was inspired by the rainbow that we saw. I almost wrote a Jeopardy about that rainbow. Yes. So she was um, a beautiful girl. This inspired me to write a category about things that are are gay and queer. There are just some objects in our world that are inherently gay or queer. Mm-hmm. We don't make the rules. It's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. So it is a, an Monster entire truck rallies. <laughs> right. It's an entire category about um, those things. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. 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 So inherently some queer objects, inherently queer objects. Mm-hmm. So this is called chasing rainbows. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for 100, while jackets are more likely an option for a trail, this object would be used to keep dry from the rain. What is a poncho? Incorrect. What is an umbrella? Correct. Okay. Exactly. Umbrellas are inherently queer. Okay. I mean, I think ponchos are queer too. Ponchos can can be twirling. Ponchos can be, (laughs) yes. Ponchos are on the list for an upgrade. Okay. Potentially. According to the last (laughs) monthly meeting. Great. 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 These are all just from our last meeting notes. Okay. From the community. (laughs) Okay. For 200. The community sounds like the diabolical organization that we all belong to that's pr- trying to push the queer agenda. What exactly. did I say that out loud? <laughs> right. Okay, for 200. This is a very important selling point for a city apartment, no matter the room. Having this clay and mortar type wall will make you the envy of all your neighbors. What is an exposed brick wall? That's right. Mm-hmm. Exposed brick is inherently queer. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. For 300. This kitchen gadget is sometimes yellow or sometimes green and aids in juicing citrus fruits. What is a, a juicer? Like what's that called? Like it's a, yeah, that's what this question is. <laughs> what is that called? <laughs> um, it's like a citrus juicer. Well, there's that, but I'm talking about the hand. Oh, that has a name. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Does. What is the lemon press? Oh, a lemon press. Yeah. Obviously. Queer. Inherently queer. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. For 400. While the home edit may have put these figuratively and literally on the market, these have been around for a long time and they help to keep everything divided in its own spot um, so that everything stays neat and tidy. And they're designed so that you can see what's in there. 
What is a clear storage container or bin? Correct. Mm-hmm. What is a clear acrylic organizing mm-hmm, bin? Mm-hmm. That's right. Inherently queer. That was the queerest thing I ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> a clear acrylic organizing bin. Mm-hmm. I think acrylic would be a great drag name just mm-hmm. as a standalone. Maybe it could be your daughter's name. <laughs> acrylic. Right. Acrylic, you get in here right now. Get in here, acrylic. <laughs> okay, great. And for 500. My daughter's name would be enamel. <laughs> enamel. An acrylic. Yep. Maybe they would be best of enemies. Mm-hmm. Okay, and for 500 This gemstone, purple in color, and also the birthstone of February, is said to serve as protection from negative energy and the cleansing of an energy field. What is amethyst? That is correct. Mm-hmm. Amethyst is inherently queer. Unlike turquoise, which is... Just to show off. It is. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's, a, it's a Leo. It's a Leo. It's a male <laughs> hetero Leo. This has been Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images from this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gaze at the National Parks at gmail.com. To find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gaze at the National Parks.com. That's Gaze, G A Z E. All original artwork featured on Instagram on our website and in the gay shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger with Sean Fleos on guitar. Our music producer is Skyler Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Middlesex County, New Jersey. 